Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Souls Harbor Church Online. Uh, We're trying this out for the first time, so we're kind of excited about it. I got Pastor Scotty here with me. We're going to bring you up to date on a few things and share a few things with you, and then we're going to get into God's Word. So you know, okay, the plan for today is not our typical hour, hour and 15 minutes service. We're, we're planning on, there, there'll be no worship uh, in this format anyway, and then we're planning on really in about 30 minutes or so, we'll, we'll be done. So I hope you'll stay with us for the whole thing. Um, let me just share a couple of things. First one is stories. Uh, because we're so, we're just socially distanced right now, you know, everybody's right. kind of got their own right. life thing going, right, at the same time. Uh, we'd like you to share stories. So if you have some stories that, that uh, is just honoring to God, that's cool. Your kids do something, you have an opportunity to do something that blesses somebody else, what, whatever. Uh, we'd love to have you email them to us, text them to us, me, Ruthie, Cheryl, anybody on staff. Um, throw them out to the Souls Harbor email address, and some things that we might want to share each week as we just try to keep up with each other's lives a little bit. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. How's your week gone, Scotty? Has it been a little crazy? Or uh, Things have been just so out there. I just don't know what to expect every time things keep on adding up and adding up and adding up. Uh, man, I'm just doing so many different things. I mean, I am blessed. They gave me a $2 raise over at work, so that's great. Raises so are always good, yeah, right? There's a blessing right? from God here hidden in this silver lining, you could say. For ours, and this is because you and you guys that are part of Souls Harbor know this, and for those of you that aren't, um, take this the right way. Your pastor's somewhat antisocial, it almost feels like at times. So Ruthie and I, it's not even really rocked our world, at least my world that much. I go home, spend time at home, read books, watch TV. You know, we can't go out to eat. That's kind of a, a deal. But apart from that, it's not been that huge of a change in our lives. But I know a lot of you, it is, a lot of you, it, it is. Now, it's been a big change in how we prepare for service and how we get ready for what we do here. So let me, let me uh, just take a minute and share a couple things with you before we get into uh, kind of the sermon and where we're going this morning about our plans. Now, you know, they're saying, Scotty, that two weeks is the, at least that was the initial goal for this, right? Two oh, weeks. Sure. Um, I don't believe it. I think it's probably going to be more like eight weeks uh, or more. I, we really don't know. So we're really planning on this being possibly a longer term deal. Uh, so part of the things that we're putting in place is technology, ways we can connect and be the church apart from coming together on Sunday. Let me just take a minute and talk to you a little bit about Facebook. Now, some of you guys have been doing Facebook forever, and it's not a big deal to you, but maybe some of you, it's a little bit new. So let me just, uh, just a little bit of explanation. Facebook has two things, that one they call the page and one they call the group, and every organization can have both. And let me tell you how those work for us. Souls Harbor has a Souls Harbor SHC page. And, and think of the page as kind of our front porch. Whatever happens on the page, the whole world can see. It'd be like going out on your front porch and doing whatever it is you do. Everybody can see it. Anybody can walk by, whatever. And to this morning, we're actually having church on our live feed on our Souls Harbor Church page. So it's kind of like the church having, we're having church on the front porch, which is, which is a pretty cool thing. Um, and then the group is like our living room. If you can imagine a living, your, your living room, you come through the front porch, and anybody can come into the living room. Right. All they have to do is ask, yeah. right? Invite, right. invite, you know, be invited in, or just 
Come and knock on the door and say, hey, I want to I wanna come in. But the living room is a place that's a little bit more casual, a little bit more relaxed. Um, so on Wednesdays, we're going to do our live feed off the group and give a little more relaxed atmosphere, a little bit more interaction. Anybody's welcome. We'd love to have you be a part of that. But we wanted to just share a little bit of how the page in the, uh, in, in the group works and invite you to be a part of both. We'd love to have you be a part of both of those things. Pastor Scott, you want to talk a little bit about like, share, and, and, and all that stuff? Let me just say, hey, the, the way that you guys can be a part of this at home is, is by liking the videos that we're putting up, sharing them onto your personal Facebook pages, and then inviting other people who may not already be connected um, into our Facebook uh, group there uh, so that they can, see our Wednesday, uh, our, they can see our Wednesday services that we're posting live. Hey, another reason, uh, I mean, another way that we are uh, staying connected, especially on the other, with the other ministries is Miss Ruthie. She's been preparing a worship set for your kids so that they can jump on our YouTube page, our Souls Harbor YouTube page, and they can connect there. That It's going to be all things geared towards your kids. And hey, let me get at this. You know, I'm the youth pastor here, and I have just reactivated the Souls Harbor Bridge Instagram account, and I've been trying to put out some content there, I mean, I'm working on some stuff, putting together things, uh, so that your students can join in together online, and we can still hang out during this unprecedented, crazy time. And Ruthie's already told me, um, some of the kids, she's, even, we've had some video shots of some of the kids that have, have um, been put onto the SH Kids Worship, and, and man, they're just, ha- they're having a great time with it, okay? And I'll tell the other thing we're doing with worship, because it's just hard on live to have a worship set, so I've asked uh, Cheryl, our worship leader, she's putting out every week a fresh worship set on, again, on YouTube, uh, and you all get a notification about that, and this morning I got up, and I put it on, and I listened to it, and I had my little bit of time with God, and I hope you'll do that throughout the week. It just lets us all listen to and worship together and kind of be on the same page, even when we can't come together, so if music's a big thing to you, if worship's a big thing to you, and some of you it is, some of them not so much, we, we just do that. Grab a hold of that, and we're all, we're all just worshiping God together, so that's, that, that's kind of a special, cool thing as well. Hey guys, uh, man, I'm seeing a whole bunch of numbers jumping on here. It's telling us about everybody that's popping on here, watching live. We just want to welcome you uh, right now. If you uh, just recently joined us, hey, if you're connecting with Souls Harbor Church for the first time, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching with us. And if you would like to join our Facebook group, this is for those who are new to us. If you would like to join the Facebook group, again, it's open, it's welcome. Come on, uh, join our Facebook group so you can see our Wednesday small group teaching and stay connected with our Souls Harbor family throughout the week. That's good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pastor Scotty. Hey, a couple of things that you all um, can also help us with. And so so let me go back to this whole we're having church service on the front porch for a minute, okay? Because I want to share something and I, I just need to kind of preface this a little bit. So if you can imagine having church on the front porch and then the pastor comes out and he passes the offering basket. That'd be a little weird, right? It, it would. It would be a little bit strange because you'd have people out there that aren't a part of the family, aren't a part of the church or whatever, that they'd be thinking, what are you just about our money? So, so let me do this this morning, okay? Um, a big part of worship, a big part of who we are at Souls Harbor as, as, as this church and this family is um, 
making a difference on the west side of Indianapolis. And we do that with our actions and our hearts, but also our finances. And, and in addition to the west side of Indianapolis, it's a big deal across the world. We support missionaries all around the world. So for those of you that are not a part of Souls Harbor, I'm going to ask you to just hang with me for a second and let me talk to those that are for a minute. And don't take this as Pastor Barry's trying to get my money because that's not what this is about at all. But I, I've had some of you that are ask. Uh, how can we go ahead and support our missionaries and give in our tithe? So let me just share a couple of things. Easy tithe is a great way to go. Um, you can mail your, your offering in if you'd like to. Um, you can do, you could drop it off. Uh, you can contact the office and we'll figure out something. And I just want to say, and I say this often to our church, and I want to say this to anybody and everybody that helps. Thank you. I, I, I believe this, and I'm not the pastor and the preacher that says, you know, give this much and God will give you this much. I just know this, that when God's people, when people's heart is to make a difference, God blesses that. And, and you know, where my money is is kind of where my heart follows. So that's a, that's a part of what we've got going on and, and why I share this. And I hope that makes sense to you all. We're not about your money. We love you. We're glad to have you here regardless. But for those that are a part of the family of God here at Souls Harbor, that's, that's how you can uh, continue your worship through your giving. Um, this morning, we want to get into God's Word. So if you've just kind of checked out in the last two or three minutes, check back in because I want to take about 20 minutes or so, and I want to talk to you all a little bit about this message that I believe God this morning has given me to share with you. Um, we also want to pray, and this is, this is where our whole structure is changing a little bit. Uh, so if you've sent in a prayer request this morning, thank you for that. So before I jump into God's word, let me, let me do this. Let me take a moment and pray. And I've got some prayer needs here. And one of the things you can do, it's been posted on our Facebook page, uh, is send a prayer request straight to the church. So if you click on the link on Facebook or go to our website and you click on the link, it'll pop up an option, ask for information. And it's not like it's not like IRS information, it's just your name and what is it you would like us to pray for. If you'll do that, even this morning, even right now, it'll get sent to Pastor Ruthie and she'll pull it together and she's given me some cards and some things to pray for this morning and we're going to do that. And then throughout the week, those prayers also get thrown out to our prayer team that remembers them daily. So listen to me, and, and this is for people that call Souls Harbor home or people that have never been here before. If you have something going on in your life and your week that you really would like God to intervene in, we'd love to be a part of that. We would love to, to um, pray for you. So let me encourage you to do that. We want to pray this morning for Pastor Duke. He is not feeling well. Um, he was actually scheduled to preach this morning and called me earlier or late in the week and said he just wasn't feeling well. We have no reason to believe it's coronavirus or anything like that, okay? So just, just know that, um, but we do want to pray for him this morning. We've got a couple of people at the Assemblies of God National Office that have come down with coronavirus. This is in Springfield, Missouri, so it's a ways from here, but these are people that are part of our family that we care about. Greg Mundus and Ron Maddox, both involved in our missions. One is very sick and on a ventilator, and the other is, is also dealing with, very sick dealing with the virus. We want to pray for them. Sam, who's a part of our church, we want to pray for him. He's been sick for four weeks. Again, have no reason to believe it's coronavirus, but just sick and not feeling good. We want to pray for Dawn. She has some back pain. Um, we've, got, uh, we've got a friend that is pregnant with twins that's needing God to just step in and, and be there with her and for her. So we want to pray there as well. We want to pray for a mom uh, dealing with the loss of her mother this morning. We want to pray there uh, and patience for somebody dealing with, we're all dealing with stuff right now, but somebody that's dealing with some special, extra, just difficult stuff, some patience uh, to help. 
And uh, let's do this. If you would, just pray with me. And one of the things we talk about here at Souls Harbor is prayer is not meant to be a, a, a loner sport, a loner activity. We're to pray together. And I know I can't see you, and I know you're at your homes, but would you just take a moment and pray with me? I would really appreciate it. Lord, we pray this morning over these needs. Uh, each and every one of them, some need a physical healing, some need a, uh, an incredibly big healing. Some are dealing with the virus, some are just dealing with sickness and injury. And we ask you this morning, God, to step into every situation and to bring strength and bring healing. We pray, God, that you also would encourage and bring patience and strength to those that are, are just simply putting their lives out there trying to be a help to others. We ask you, God, to be an encouragement to them, and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me in that, and uh, we're going to do that each and every week. So I encourage you to get your prayer needs in. We really want to be a part of that with you. Uh, God's Word this morning. Let me just take a few minutes and talk to you uh, briefly out of God's Word. Um, Some of you know that have been here a few times and heard me preach, I'm a runner. Now, I don't look like a runner, okay? Uh, we have to be really careful how we put the lights out and the video camera because, uh, you know, they say being on TV or videotaped or, or recorded adds 10 pounds. Um, I'm just going to say it adds 20 to me. We'll go with that. So I don't look like a runner, but I am a runner, okay? Um, and the reason I say that I'm a runner and the reason I am a runner is simply this. Now, this is profound, so hang on, okay? I'm a runner because I run. Three times a week, I go out and I run. And I've learned some things because I, I, I like to get better as a runner. I like to get better in all the things I, I do. I've learned that there's a couple kind of runners in this world. There's casual runners, and then there's get stronger runners. Now, the casual runner, and some of you are think, <laughs> thinking right now, yeah, Pastor Barry, I've been out and I've tried this whole running thing, and there is no such thing as a casual run. They all hurt, and they're all horrible, and I get that. And if that's you, okay, I, I, I understand that. I, I really do. Um, but still, casual runner and get stronger runner. The difference is the casual runner goes out, just kind of runs slow, runs for a mile or a half a mile or three miles or whatever their thing is, and they kind of do the same thing every time they go out, and they don't really ever build any strength whatsoever. And then there is the, I, I call them the get stronger runner. This is the person that takes their running very, very seriously. And, and let me see if I can illustrate this with the way I run, because I always like to get stronger and get better in everything I do in life. I'm a, I'm a slow runner. I'm a terrible runner right now. I get all that. And that's okay. The only person I'm competing against is me. So, you know, that's all good. But here's the way that the get stronger runner works. And, and this is going to tie into the message this morning. My runs go like this. Uh, on Tuesday, I'll do what is called intervals. Now, if you've never experienced an interval, I hope I can help bring you uh, along for a run. You go out, and I start out with a warm-up. For me, it's an hour, or it's a mile, an hour. It's a mile. I'll run for a mile. Uh, it's a slow pace just to get your blood moving and to get your body warmed up and that kind of stuff. Then I go into intervals, and here's the way intervals work for me, okay? I, I use my stopwatch, and I turn it on, and for 30 seconds, I run as fast as I can. Have you ever ran as fast as you can for 30 seconds? The first 30 aren't bad. And you know that at the end of 30, you're going to take a break, and I'm going to walk for 30 seconds. So the first 30 aren't bad because I know the break's coming, and then I'll walk for 30. And then at the end of the first 30 walk, 30-second walk, I'll run again, and that's an interval. It's run, walk, run, walk. But about five intervals into this, okay, after I've ran for 30 seconds and, and I've walked for 30 seconds, about the fifth one I hit, it feels like death warmed over. It hurts. It's painful, and I'm, and I'm looking at my watch, and, and I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, 
30 seconds cannot be up yet. There's no way 30 seconds are up yet. I, there's no way. And, and, and by the time you hit the end of the, I'll, I'll do that for a mile. By the time I hit the end of the mile, I feel sick. I feel pain. And somewhere in there, I've had to really dig deep, dig deep, dig deep in order to keep myself going. On Thursday, I do a thing called a tempo run, okay? Tempo runs to go like this. For me, it's a two-mile tempo run, and it goes like this. A tempo run is simply go out, and you start out, you're already warmed up, and you want to run with your heart rate at about 70 or 80%, something like that. So it's a point where you can't talk except in single words, and you want to hold that rate, 70%, as long as you can, hopefully for the entire two miles. And again, by the time you hit the end of that, you feel horrible, you feel sick, and you're thinking to yourself, is being healthy really worth the pain that it takes? And I'm not sure that it is sometimes, but you've got to dig deep. And the last run, and, I, and let me just hit this one real briefly, and for those of you that are out of the 70s generation, um, th- there's no drug reference here, okay? It's called an LSD run. On Saturdays, I go out and I do my LSD run. No drug connection, okay? Please make sure you get that and you understand that. LSD stands for long, slow distance. And the idea is you go out and you just run really slow, but you run a long, long ways. For me, it's three miles right now, okay? I go three miles. But here's the deal. You don't run hard. You don't run fast. Your heart rate isn't up. But I'm going to tell you, after you spend a period of time on your feet at the end of that thing, it just hurts. It just hurts. And you've got to do it again. You've just got to absolutely dig deep. Now, Paul, he got this whole running connection, life connection thing. Um, In Galatians 5, he says this, okay? He says, he asked the Galatian church, he says, you were running well. Who or what hindered you from obeying the truth? You were running well. And what caused you to stop? What was it? He also, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he talks about his own life, and he says this, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, I have finished the race. Paul absolutely got this connection between running and life. And I want us to get it this morning. Paul understood that with life as with running, digging deep, digging deep, going in those moments where it's hard, but you dig deep inside of yourself and inside of your relationship with God, that's where the gold is. And that's the title of my message this morning. Digging deep is where the gold is. I've heard on the radio, TV, articles, a number of places, a few people are are, uh, addressing this. Not a lot, at least not explicitly, maybe implicitly. Um, The question that they're addressing is, what's causing the current mess that the world's in? And some people get out there and they really want to push hard that this is God's judgment. God is bringing judgment. Um, and if you believe that, I mean, oh, okay. Other people, though, are taking the complete opposite side of that, and they're saying, no, this is just an attack from Satan. This is the enemy. This is the devil. This is Satan coming at the world. So l- let me just throw a couple of thoughts out there at you, and, and, and we're going to tie this into this whole sermon this morning, okay? Um, first one would be this. God loves us, and God loves us enough to allow the circumstances that come into our lives to serve is an opportunity to bring us to him, right? It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. God loves us so much. He lets the circumstances, he lets the life events, and we're in, believe me, you all know this, we're in life events right now, okay? He, he lets those cause us or pull us or attract us to him. 
He loves us. And, and, and let me go to the other side of that. Satan does hate us. He hates anything that God loves. He hates us sufficiently that any time that we let our heart or the heart of man causes pain and suffering, trust me when I say to you, Satan, uh, he hates us enough. He absolutely celebrates. He celebrates. So how you choose to work out the theology of that, I'm going to let you work out. I've got some opinions, and, but I don't want to go deep into that this morning because I, I want to just toss this out to you, that we probably don't need God to bring judgment to get us here. We probably don't need Satan to bring an attack to get us here because man's heart is evil enough that we can kind of do it ourselves. And let me, let me show you what I mean. Let me give you a couple of examples here. Um, and, and for those of you that maybe are, we're on the front porch and, and, and are not a part of, don't really know me, let, let me just say this. This isn't meant to be racist in any way. This isn't meant to be an attack on anybody. So, so listen to the whole thing that I'm going to say this morning. It was fear and pride and arrogance that caused the initial outbreak of the virus to be hidden for as long as it was. Okay? That's not an attack against Chinese people, Chinese Americans, people that live in China. It's just simply a statement of, of, of reality with the human heart of the leadership uh, in China that made the decision to keep it hidden for as long as they did. And I, and I don't mean any more by it than that, because j- just listen to the whole thing, okay? It, it's the arrogance and the fear and the pride in man's heart that brought us to this place. But, but that's not the whole story, okay? It's also world powers right now because we're not where we're at just because of the virus. It's world powers. It's the world power of Russia. It's the world power of Saudi Arabia. Right now, they're having this global fight over who's going to control oil, and neither side wants to give give in, and and they like the idea that it's going to drive American oil um, uh, companies out of business. And and again, it's just the condition of man's heart. And let me give you this last one before we move on with this, and and this is all going to tie in, so hang with me here for a minute, okay? Um, It was greed. Now get this, because we're not all just disconnected from this. It was greed that drove men who made decisions at many, many companies around the world and in America to spend the cash that they had coming in when the times were good. They spent the cash that they could have been banking for emergency moments like this. Not only that, they spent the cash, and then they turned around, and they borrowed, and they borrowed, and they borrowed, and they borrowed because interest rates were low, so why not? Right? Why not? Why not? But now we're in this position in America where uh, our leadership, and we need to pray for our leadership, they're in a hard place because they got two choices. One is let a lot of these companies go bankrupt, which you may feel like they deserve, and probably there's some legitimacy to that, or they're going to taxpayer bail them out. Now, here's the thing. If they let them go bankrupt, and you may think they deserve that, and that's fine, but if they do, then when the coronavirus ends, the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that had jobs no longer have jobs. So it's, it's a tough place, but this is what I want you to get this morning. We're in the life circumstances that we're in because man's heart, men's heart, people's hearts are just simply oftentimes greedy, and we face some tough decisions. Now here's what I want you to understand this morning. When life puts you in a really hard place, it's your opportunity to dig deeper, and I believe right now we're in a dig deeper moment. We're absolutely in a dig deeper moment. Um, Peter makes a statement. He actually has a few passages in 1 Peter. It's a letter letter he wrote to the church when the church was going through a really hard time, uh, a really, really hard time. And let me just share this with you. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Don't be surprised that we're going through this. Trust me when I say to you, and those of you that have lived long enough, you get this, okay? Um, Life will bring you hardship. 
It just, life happens, okay? He says, don't be surprised when life brings hard stuff your way. He goes on in verse 15, he says, but make sure none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or as an evildoer or as a meddler. And, and here's the thing, whenever we find ourselves in those dig deep moments like we are right now, some people are going to go through hardship. And those of you that lived through 2008, Christians, you know that. Those of you that lived through 9-11, you know that. Those of you that go back a little further in challenges in life and in our nation, you know that, okay? Don't be surprised when they happen. They've happened before, they'll happen again. Don't be surprised at that. But make sure if you suffer, if you go through hardship, you don't do it because your heart is wrong. Your heart is a mess. You, you've got issues. Make sure your heart is right with God. And if you suffer, take it as if you're suffering because of your love for Jesus and know that you're going to make it through. He gives this last passage in verse 19, this last statement. He says, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Now listen, chances are we're at the beginning of a road that may produce a lot of dig deep moments for America. Okay, I, I know you all watch the news and you see this. We're at a place where there's going to be dig deep moments in the future. Financially, we may face some. Okay, those of you that have been home with your kids for the last two weeks, I know you love your kids, so don't take this wrong, but I'm guessing some of you have had some dig deep moments in the last two weeks, right? Because for the first time, you're trying to work from home with your kids right there beside, doing e-learning, and I've heard from enough of you, I know that there's been some challenges along the way, and it's where you have to dig deep and say, I love you and I'm going to have patience with you, and I'm going to teach you, and we're going to get through this together. We've got, we're at the beginning of a row, we're going to have some dig deep moments, and the thing I know is when financial challenge comes, it brings strain to marriages, it brings strain to families, it brings strain to fathers, and we've got to dig deep. We've got to dig deep and find the love, dig deep and find the patience, dig deep and find the faith, dig deep and find the faithfulness. And, and I know this, Souls Harbor, I know this, America, I know this. Those of you that maybe are just out there outside the front porch listening in, I know this, it's there. We have got the ability to dig deep. And when we dig deep, if we'll dig deep, we will actually come out of this stronger. Because here's the thing, this isn't America's first dig deep moment. We could talk about 9-11. We could talk about 2008. We could talk about World War II. We could talk about World War I. But let me do this this morning. Let me, go, let me go all the way back to where this nation started. Let's go all the way back to 1776 just for a minute. And, 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 and I'm almost done here. Hang with me for just a minute. I, I want you to get this because we're starting to hit the, the pay dirt in this, the, the, the really powerful thing in this. In 1776, America faced a crisis a crisis of were they going to be a nation or not. It was a big deal. The, the revolution was not going well, and there was a man by the name of Thomas Paine. He realized that unless something happened, America was not going to see the revolution through. And he wrote some pamphlets. In the, the winter of 1776, Philadelphia was on the edge of collapse. The revolution was all but done. The chances of it being successful were considered by most to be um, slim, at best. It was just a really, really hard time, and Payne wanted people to dig deep. He wanted them to persevere. He wanted them to stand. And he wrote these pamphlets, and the opening of the first pamphlet I want to share with you this morning, because it has this really great connection to where we are today and to the church. He said this, he wrote this in his first pamphlet. He said, these are the times that try men's souls. I know a lot of you have heard that. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service 
of their country. But he that stands by now deserves the love and thanks of men and women. And I want to take that this morning, and I hope you get this. I want to take that this morning, and I want to turn it a little bit for where we're at as the people of God, okay? Let me read that and put it a little differently. These are the times that try men's souls. Some of you have been tried and are going to be tried. These are the times that try men's souls, but the summer Christian, the sunshine believer, will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country and their God. Now, I don't believe we're that people. I believe we've got within us, like our, our, our forefathers did, dig deep moments, dig deep ability to, 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 to dig into this and to be able to be successful and come out on the other side stronger because any time you dig deep, you will absolutely come out stronger on the other side. He goes on and he says this in his pamphlet. He says, um, tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It's dearness only that gives us everything, its value. And let me, again, take that and connect it with you all in the church this morning, okay? Not only is tyranny like hell a challenge to overcome, but in the days we live, hell like tyranny is not easily conquered. Yet, we have this consolation. God is on our side. We have this consolation. We can walk with him. We have this consolation. We're not in this alone. We have this consolation that we will win. And and that which we put a lot of time, energy, and effort into, we value greatly. I believe Thomas Paine wrote for the revolutionary uh, United States of America, but I believe it's so applicable to us today. Um, where we're living. This is a time for all Americans to stand and to persevere and to dig deep, dig deep, deeper than we've ever dug before, but especially those that have entrusted their souls to God, as Peter said. We've got to be a people that dig deep. Let me end with this. Let me end with these last thoughts. What digging deeper looks like? What does it even look like? It comes down to this, and I know here at Souls Harbor we got some people that are note takers and a lot of people that aren't and either way is fine, whatever works for you. But if you're going to write anything down, write this. How do you dig deeper in the middle of the hard moments? It comes down to three things. Persist, believe, and be patient. Persist, believe, and be patient. Let me give you this illustration and go back to running. When I started running my three different runs every week, I was hoping by the end of the first week I would have dropped 15 pounds and have dropped 30 seconds off my time, although I knew that wasn't realistic. I didn't. I gained weight, and my times got slower, and I had a choice. Am I going to keep doing this and believe that it's going to make a difference? Am I going to persist in this and know and have the faith to believe that if I'll do this consistently on the end, in the end, on the other side, I'll be stronger, or am I going to throw up my hands and quit? As we get into those, and and you get into those moments with your family and your friends and your finances and this world where we're going right now, you're going to have those moments where it's not going to feel like anything's working. And you're going to have to decide, am I going to dig deeper or am I going to just give up? I know this because we are God's people, and I believe as an American, we're Americans. We're not going to give up. We're going to dig deeper. We will absolutely persevere. We will persevere. You're going to face it with your kids. You're going to face it with your finances. You're going to face it with all of those things. And it comes down to this. It comes down to persist, believe, and be patient. That's digging deeper. Let me give you this last thing. We'll bring this to a close. Your head and your heart has got to be in it. Got to be in the right place. When I run, 
Well, I'll just tell you the last three weeks I've ran, I've done my LSD run on Saturdays, right? Uh, and about breaking that two-mile mark, it's just I'm done. I, I hurt, and my head wasn't in it, and my heart wasn't in it, and I, I stopped and I walked. And there was a day in my life if I would have done that, I would have just quit. But I learned something. Even when I run into the wall and have to slow down, I keep moving forward. Now listen to me. Some of you spiritually are at a place where you've hit a wall. Some of you in your relationships, you're at a place where you've hit a wall. Some of you emotionally are at a place where you've hit a wall. And I get that. But what I want to say to you this morning is don't quit. Don't back up. Maybe you have to slow down. Maybe you have to stop and grab your breath. Maybe you have to, to, to get alone for a moment and breathe and just say, Jesus, you've got to help me and you've got to empower me. And I get that. And, and let me encourage you, do that. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't walk away. Keep moving forward. Even if it's slowly, even if it's a snail's pace at a time, keep moving forward. Because we are a people that dig deeper and we persist and God is on our side and we will absolutely succeed. Dig deeper. This is what I know. You need to get your head into it. You need to get your heart into it and be ready for the pain and the, and, and the frustration and the suffering. And there will be those things. Those that say Christians never suffer need to go read First Peter. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we go through hard stuff. And our head and our heart needs to be in the right place. Our head gets in the right place um, simply by praying this prayer. And I've done this for years, and maybe this will help you as well. Uh, it comes out of Romans. Um, it's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Every day I pray this, on a regular basis. Maybe not every day, but pretty close to every day. I pray, God, renew my mind today. Give me, help me think right. Help me think like you would think. Help me to think the way you want me to think. Renew your mind. Talk to God. Spend time with God and let him renew your mind. Henry Ford is the one that's, um, this, this quote's attributed to. Um, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're probably right. My friends, that matter, that's, that's true whether you're talking about your finances, your job, your career, your education, your kids, your family, your spouse, whatever. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're probably right. So make sure your head is in a good place, in the right place, and let God, Romans 12, 2, let God help you make sure that it gets there. Because whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. And when it comes to your heart, it all comes down to this. Is your heart right with Jesus Christ? Now listen to me. I, I, I don't know who all we have out there this morning as we preach this and I share this and teach on the front porch. I, I don't know where your heart is. Uh, maybe even those that are here every Sunday. Maybe your heart's in a rough, rough hard, struggling place right now. When you hit a dig deep moment in life, you need to make sure your heart's in a good place. And I want to encourage you with this. We say, I say regularly here at Souls Harbor, we preach for change. So I want to say this this morning. Um, take a moment in your house, in your home, in your car. I used to tell teenagers, if you, have to, if you can't find any other private place in the room, go in the bathroom and shut the door and lock the door. They'll just think you're fixing your hair or something. Find a place and be alone with Jesus for a few minutes. And ask him to come and live in your heart and forgive you of whatever, whatever history, whatever junk you got out there. Just ask him and make sure your heart is in a good place. Because we are living right now in America in a dig deeper moment. 
And I believe, I believe this with all my heart. We as Americans and we as Christians, we're going to get through it, but we've got to make sure our heads and our hearts are in the right place. And here's the thing. If we'll do that, as we do that, get this, understand this, believe this, know this, trust this with everything in, in, in your being, we will come out on the other side far, far stronger than we went in. Our families, our nation, our churches, the people of God, even our finances, and maybe, uh, I know this is going to be miraculous for some of you, maybe even our government. How about that? That's the power of our God. Let me pray, and uh, we're going to sign off this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me encourage you again, like, share, do all of those things. And, and if you are interested, we'd love to have you join us in our living room, our Facebook group live feed on Wednesday as we dig into Daniel's prophecies together. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. I, I thank you for being such a powerful God. You're a great God. And I pray this morning over every person that's listening to this feed. God, may you bless them and may you strengthen them. May you encourage them. May you give them patience. May you give them faith. May you stir within them faithfulness. And those, God, that their heart's not in a good place, I, I pray will you draw them to you in this moment, in this hour. And those, God, that are struggling with where their head is, I pray, God, that you renew their minds and give them strength. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. You guys have a great week. Um, be in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. We're still working on ways to stay connected with you as well. Have an awesome week. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at indy.rr.com.